This podcast is brought to you by Connect First Credit Union. Today, we've got a really, really special guest for you. Something we're going to have a fun conversation. I can't wait. But you know, as I was preparing for today's show, I was thinking a little bit about brand and what it means to me. And yeah, I remember as a younger person, I was a pretty young child, actually. And the first time I saw a commercial, which was the Teach the World to Sing commercial by Coca-Cola. And I remember I just loved that commercial. I couldn't wait to see the commercial again. And you think about the product of Coca-Cola. I mean, it's a soft drink that became global. It's just a soft drink. But they had the power through the storytelling in that commercial to make someone feel special, like there was something more to it. Brand is one of those things that isn't about a logo. It isn't about a slogan. It's actually about how it makes people feel to be a part of it. And a good brand can be inviting and it can change the way we see the world. And, you know, a lot of companies think they have a brand. Well, they all have brands. Some brands are really great. You know, we think of the great companies of the world, you know, Disney or Apple. Heck, right here in Alberta, we've got a headquarters of a company that's got a really great brand is WestJet, where they've truly brought something unique and different to the brand market in aerospace among the airlines. And there's infinite great brands. But how do you build a brand? And imagine the challenge when you're starting something completely new, which is what we're doing right now at Connect First Credit Union. I like to joke that Connect First Credit Union is the largest credit union nobody's ever heard of because right now we were actually lots of other brands in the market. Well, that's changing. We've been investing in this technology platform. We've been investing in new product shelf. We've been investing in a new way of creating member experiences. And we're trying to reinvent ourselves for the 2020s so that we can be here to help Alberta through the economic transition of this next decade. But a big part of that is going to be building a brand around it. And so today I have the amazing opportunity to introduce you to Dennis Leonard Doozy. He's our vice president of brand at Connect First Credit Union. When we think about the best of the best in marketing and brand work in this province, he is high, high, high on that list. And we are very, very lucky to have him in our organization to help us prepare for what we're hoping will be an exceptional brand launch starting in May this year. So without further ado, Dennis, welcome to our Thank show. Thank you. I can't wait for my mom to hear this. <laughs> that intro. <laughs> well, but it's man, true. Man. It's true. I, and I have to start by saying, and I certainly am going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, but I remember the first time meeting you, Dennis, probably almost about a decade ago. And I remember what struck me. And you were sitting in a swivel chair. You were directing a bit of a set in the building we were in. And I expected to meet somebody who kind of was more traditional in the way they approached conversation, the way they approached anything to do with marketing. And you came out of the blue with questions that I didn't expect. You were broaching conversation in a completely unique way. And it just stuck with me. And over the years, I've seen some of the incredible work you've done. You don't think like other folks do. And it's been an Awesome oh. pleasure to get to work with you again. Very nice. Thank so, you. Was I wearing a black turtleneck sweater? Or I, 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 I don't recall if you're no. wearing a... I don't <laughs> okay. think you were. <laughs> I, you know, I've worked really hard to sort of like come to understand what it is that I, what I do and how it sort of fits in. And my background is really coming from a place of creative, artistic and graphic design. And that's really sort of was my roots. And 
I also became a my own businessman as well as an entrepreneur. And so when I started to kind of like think about the sort of cross of those two things, that's really when that idea of brand started really to precipitate for me. And I've spent a lot of time sort of like pushing it around and kind of thinking about exactly what it means. And then you kind of learn as you go. And one of the interesting things that kind of happened to me was I discovered design thinking. I had a role as a creative director, so I was doing a lot less sort of pixel moving and, you know, drawing and things like that. And I was more and more involved in strategic thinking and things like that. And so that design thinking was like this idea that sort of merged the talents that I had kind of put together, but also with this sort of business sense. That's the lens that I always sort of now bring into any project that I take on. So what made you fall in love with brand building? What do you love about brand? I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, you mentioned that Coca-Cola example. You know, I mean, I remember watching those spots too and being quite affected by it. And then, you know, sort of studying them over the years, but I never really kind of got too deep into what exactly happened there. But, you know, what happened there was it was very relevant to the time and it was very cultural and it was about creating a feeling. That really appeals to that part of my brain, I guess. And the problem-solving part is the other part. And people that have sort of grown up doing the kind of things that I do have a unique way to approach problems. You know, we look at them sort of maybe a little bit more 360 degrees than a lot of other people that might look at them very linearly. And so that also appealed to me that I could kind of come into a room where a lot of people, very smart people, have been thinking a certain way and just kind of come in and sort of say, what if we looked at it from this perspective or this angle? And that has really served me quite well. That is kind of like what I do for a living now is sort of like look at the business problem from a different angle. And yeah. then if we look at it long enough and we, you know, have those conversations long enough, a brand begins to emerge from something that was already there. So what is a brand? Yeah, it's an interesting question. It's often easier to sort of describe what it isn't. A lot of people think brand and they think, it's the logo. A logo is a brand. And really the logo is, it's the flag, right? It's not the country. I like Jeff Bezos' definition of what a brand is. He says it's what other people say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah. So if you think about Coca-Cola example, you think about lots of things, the big brands, it's about reputation. It's about goodwill. These are words that we use in business, right? But for some reason, when we think about brand, we kind of like oh, that's this sort of alien yeah. thing. But really, that's what it is. It's those things. And those things are marketable and they're valuable. I really believe that brand belongs on the balance sheet. It's not an expense. It's an asset. And those big brands like Coca-Cola and Starbucks and Google have recognized that they could sell that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what the value of Coca-Cola brand oh, yeah. is, right? For sure. And so when you think about us at Connect First Credit Union, like nobody really knows what Connect First Credit Union is yet. We yep. haven't told the world that really even we're here. How does that apply to us? Who are we? Well, it applies in many, many ways. The clay is all there. And not only is it there in the existence of discussions that have sort of precipitated to the, what is Connect First, but it's been there in this legacy for all the brands that have now are coming together to create Connect First. All those many, many years, some of them going back to the 30s, that have created that sort of reputation and that goodwill and a certain way of being. There's a lot of really interesting sort of layers if you start to kind of peel it back when you think about all the communities and how a branch might 
exist in a community and the relationships that it has with its individual communities, let alone this idea of the membership. So there's a lot of great stuff there. So that brand, it's there already. My job and my team, I've, I've used this analogy before, we go around with our little butterfly net and we collect all the things that already exist. We kind of put it into one place and then amplify it. So I think what perhaps has been missing And perhaps, well, not perhaps, we are putting a lot of investment in is in amplifying the amazing things that already sort of existed and finding that connection between what Albertans want and need from a financial institution and what we have that's very unique that we can provide. So like, what are some of the brands you admire? Like, what are the brands and the stories and the, the way brands make you feel? The first thing that came into my head was Apple. It's an obvious choice, but... I've been dedicated Apple person from even before the Mac. I worked on a Lisa. <laughs> wow. And the thing about it is it appealed to me from a design perspective, aesthetic perspective. I knew the references that it was going back to the Dieter Rams and all these sort of design references. The dedication to my particular field, because they put a lot of investment into the creative industries. And that whole idea of think different really appealed to me. To me, it was like sort of the sentiment behind their dedication to making this amazing product. It appealed to me from an industrial design perspective, and it appealed to me from that think different. Yeah, They really embraced people like me. That's how I felt. Like I felt like I was part of that. I'm dedicated to a lot of brands, big and small. I also love the humility of like little things, even like the local coffee shops and things like that. There's that side of it too. Like a lot of mom and pops are actually really great brands, for example. So both sides of the spectrum. And actually in an interesting way, drawing from the same sort of pool of things that are very important psychologically and, you know, emotionally to the customers that they interact with. When we think about Alberta, certainly there's an anxiety among many people in Alberta right now about our future. It's a province going through a big transition and transformation, uh, quite frankly, in the next few years, which is we want to be a part of. Like, what do you think Albertans are looking for in brands and what's important to them? It's funny because Alberta is a brand. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. And uh, often we forget what an incredibly powerful brand we are. I think because we listen to other people's, again, maybe there's something to that. If a brand truly is what other people say about us when we're not in the room, that's something that we could maybe think about a little bit as a province. But I think this is an amazing, amazing place. Geographically, we have so much opportunity. We have amazing resources, but we have a certain kind of spirit here. It's very entrepreneurial. People have come from all over the world here because there's opportunity here. And to me, that's kind of like inherent in our brand. And I think that that stuff gets translated outwardly. So you mentioned WestJet, probably the most loved airline brand in Canada and one of the most in North America, right? To me, that's a great example. That's taking the things that we are and sort of translating it into something that everyone can kind of relate to. It doesn't matter where you're from. The values are there and express that entrepreneurial spirit that sort of um, warmth and localness that we have. I don't know if I'm totally answering your question, but I think that those are the sort of building blocks of things that could become brands or that we can kind of draw on to create the brands in Alberta, but also that's exactly like what people want. And things that have been happening with us 
economically and also with COVID, I think are just springboards for that. I think we've all recognized and done a lot of self-reflection in the last year and a half or two. And the certain values are starting to kind of come up. And I think there's a lot of connection between those values, those personal values that people have sort of like kind of thought about a little bit more, whether it's actually the taste of sourdough bread is a lot better than some of those other things that we get in the grocery store or just belonging or being interacting with people, those kinds of things have kind of precipitated and kind of gone to the surface. And those are all sort of potential brand values for any Albertan company to consider and amplify. And you know, it's funny earlier when you mentioned the Think Different, I guess slogan, it really meant something at Apple, right? And it made me think of the commercial, that 1984 styled commercial back in the day. I mean, that was just one of those iconic commercials. But what I loved about Apple is it was something aspirational there. Like it made me think differently. I I think it made people think differently. It wasn't just a computer company. They were aspiring to change the world. And like, what's your view about a brand being aspirational and what that means? It's very uh, important. The words that they say, well, think about Nike and just do it. And that just do it is not just for an elite athlete. It's for everybody. And one of their first commercials, really interestingly, was with a, I think it was like an 80-year-old man from California who would go running every day. That was the aspiration, right? And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have your NBA and your Tiger Woods and those kind of things. So that is very, very meaningful. The Think Different one is a great example. Another one that, unfortunately, the brand's not around, but I really liked what Mountain Equipment Co-op was doing with We Are All Outsiders, which is a great little play on words. But that idea that if you feel like you're on the outside, here's a place to belong where you are actually on the inside as an outsider. Those kind of things are very, I think they're very moving and meaningful to people when they're authentic. And then that provides that sort of like place for you to be invested in a brand because a brand is nothing without someone investing in it and championing it. Like my dedication to the Apple products, I've spent a ton of money on (laughs) Apple since 1984. (laughs) And I love the mech example that you were sharing. It's just such a great one. Also, it was a cooperative until very recently. And there's something different about that when you actually belong. You're not just a customer, but you're a member. Mac did that really well. That's absolutely true about us at Connect First too. Yeah. And the thing about Mac, which I think is also translatable, is that your members are fiercely protective of your brand. They're so part of that community in many, many ways. Like they're protective of it. It's, it's family. Yeah. You know, it's sacred. Yeah. That's a very, very powerful thing. A lot of the great brands get to that place of, they call cult status, right? But they get to that place where people are really, really, really super dedicated. And then there's also the occasion when the big brands forget that they have this sort of responsibility that they've created and they deviate from it. And then they have to work really hard to sort of bring it back. And sometimes it's just their products of their own success, right? Like I know that a lot of the running shoe companies that were really sort of dedicated to skateboarding and stuff like that, when they got really big, like Converse, yeah. it wasn't cool anymore, right? Yeah. So they had to find their cool again. They had kind of gotten used to sort of being a big Walmart brand or whatever, right? right? And they had to find a way to sort of be cool again. And they do. Yeah. And they just have to be conscious of it. Always remember 
who's on the other side of that, because that's an interesting thing about brand too. Go back to the definition. It doesn't belong to the company. It's in the eye of the beholder. It's in the right. minds of those people. So all you are is a custodian and you can do the best you can to sort of like manage it and try to continuously sort of like put that message out there in ways that are relevant, but it never belongs to you, right. you know? One of the reasons I'm so excited about what we're doing is I can't remember the last time that on the scale we're going to be rolling out our new brand in this marketplace. I can't remember the last time that's happened in financial services, like a brand new brand coming to market in a business that's already got quite a bit of scale, present across literally hundreds of communities across the province. And yet we're launching something completely new. Like it's a little bit intimidating. We're telling mm. the world who we are. Yeah. So what are some of the things you've been thinking about as we've been getting ready for that moment yeah. to press go? Well, we're not starting from zero. We're not right. starting from scratch. I think that's one of the fundamental things. So yeah. there are people that are coming to eat Connect First Lunch, you know, like a lot of people talk about fintechs and, you know, yep. those kind of yep. upstart companies, but they don't have the base that we already right. have. They don't have that relationship. You know, they don't right. have roots when was and all the those first, communities. Yeah, when was and, the first one started yeah. in the in the 30s, yeah, right? Definitely. Sometime, right? It might so, even be earlier than that, actually. Yeah. yeah. And baked into the DNA of all of the legacy brands that became Connect First, there's a very powerful origin story, and that's still there. Right. And yeah. it's actually more relevant or just as relevant today as it was back in the 30s. The most important thing you have to do when you're working on a brand is you have to sort of listen to the market. Yeah. You have to go and really, truly understand what is it that Albertans want. And that's one of the first things that we did was we did research. We asked Albertans, what do you expect from a financial institution and how do we stack up and how does our competition stack up and what is missing? And one of the things that we discovered, I don't think I'm giving away any secret sauce here, was that Albertans want to be understood. It's really simple. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to be understood. They want empathy. We've been greatly positioned to provide empathy. We've had relationships with all of these people for a long time. And the other amazing thing is that anyone that's on the other side of that counter is also a member. Yeah. So we're in this together and we always were. So to me, that's like the foundation of everything. From there, there's a lot of like sort of uh, discussion about how do we differentiate or how do we sort of like define that in such a way that's very clear that sets us apart from the other financial institutions. And we have some that are very close to home here. And then there are some that are based elsewhere. And we really kind of like thinking hard about what it is that makes us very different from all of them. And then distilling that down and using that as the springboard. One of the other things that we do is think about what the market opportunities are as well. So we've gone from this sort of like global sort of social kind of idea to what makes business sense. What are the kinds of things that make sense for a financial institution today? Banking is changing, as you know. There's that saying that it's no longer a place that you go, it's a thing that you do. So there's a lot of digital. That seems counterintuitive to what we are. We're a very sort of place-based kind of organization. Like today here, awesome to be able to actually be in a room with real people and having a real conversation. I think that's powerful. And yeah. it's going to become even more powerful as we get out of this silly thing that we're in right now. Yeah. Anyway, contemplating all those kind of things, like applying the business things to the things that Albertans need and finding that middle ground. And that becomes sort of like a bit of a strategy. And then it's about really executing at the highest level. Albertans have expectations. We all watch Netflix together. We are all watching the same sort of shows. We're 
aware of the best of the best in the world. And there's no reason why we shouldn't come out there with that best of the best in terms of the craft. That's kind of my world right now. And everyone in our team is like really busy executing on not just saying the right things, but also making it feel right and relevant and connecting at the right place and the right touch point for every one of the Albertans that we want to connect with, whether they're members or potential members. One of the things you mentioned, and, and I think this is just what happens when big companies become successful is sometimes they stop walking the talk. We see it happen all the time. And certainly in financial services, there's probably a lot of finger pointing at organizations who advertise this, yep. but do that. What's your thoughts around how we are going to have to lean in to really mean it, to live this brand that we're rolling out? I think we need to meet the member or the potential member <laughs> and hopefully member, meet them on their terms first and foremost. Yeah. I think we need to flip the script that way. We need to provide the products and services that are meaningful to them. And I think we have to sort of transcend the transaction. People want more than that. A bank or a financial institution is there just to facilitate a relationship that you have with your money. And not everyone has a great relationship with their money. So I think there's an opportunity to really kind of help as an expert how you could make your money work for you over time or whatever it is that you might need, you know, buying a car or a house yeah. or putting money away for the future. Being who we are and mm -hmm. not trying to be who we're not. Always putting ourselves in the member's shoes. If you do that and you go into it with empathy and you present empathy, you're going to have a great conversation through good times right and bad. It's a relationship. There's going to be some tough times. But if you're solid, empathetic, and you're a good listener, that becomes the brand. Yeah, That's what yeah. people want. You know, Albertans want to be understood. They've told us that. So take the time to understand. And then from there, good things should happen. So you're also a founder of some businesses that have been very successful in our province, Makespace, Language Arts. Yeah. You know, so you've lived the life of being an entrepreneur, a business leader. Like what were some of the things that you were looking for from a financial institution when you were having the stress of leading yeah. those businesses? It's a good, really good question. Well, I was looking to be understood, particularly, I, I don't think we own this, but often entrepreneurs or startups are doing things that are haven't really necessarily been done before, or they've been done maybe a little bit differently. And you see that there's an opportunity to do something a little bit differently. Quite often, financial institutions, they're risk averse. So there's risk just inherent in the idea. Your entire premise for existence <laughs> as an organization yeah. is all built around risk. And, you know, I would want a financial institution to take the time to fully understand, not to just sort of read my executive summary and then go straight to the financials, the part in the middle where all the nuances are, and I think entrepreneurs are uh, realistic. They know that we can adapt our plan and we can grow together. It could be a, a series of small wins as opposed to that sort of like high expectations on either side. If you can kind of get into that kind of like, let's take it slow and grow together, that would be one thing. So that sort of empathetic year. And the other one is just really financial advice, plan, think. And hard questions are fine. Entrepreneurs are good at that having to deal with that. So really it is sort of like just taking the time and investing in the vision. 
Right on. That's what I've always looked for. And I've seen it sometimes. Sometimes it's worked. And sometimes I've also had that sort of like your ratios just don't fit kind of yeah. conversation. And yeah. it's just like, but, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> I totally hear you. And I am very empathetic about like the challenge. It's the entrepreneurs that in many respects are going to be building this economy of the future for this province and creating the jobs and so on, right? Like it's so important that we learn to understand those entrepreneurs so we can support them. Yeah. And there has to be some taking down of barriers around that whole yeah. idea of risk. Yeah. Like it cannot be all about the numbers. It has to be something else. There yeah. has to be something more because it's a very nuanced thing. Yeah. And there has to be a nurturing relationship, not just a serving relationship, yeah. right? We stood up actually a line of business focused entirely on independent business for this reason. Yeah. So that we can become truly expert in supporting these entrepreneurs, the business leaders of the future. A lot of our industry in Alberta is changing. Like yeah. If you're in the agricultural business, it's not just about the farms. Yeah. You know, it's about product. Yeah. It's agribusiness from small scale to big scale. And there's a huge, huge potential here. Like you, yeah. you think about breweries and you think about sort of like the secondary and tertiary products that have come out of agriculture. Yeah. You know, we could be creating an entire whole layer of things just based on the resources that we've traditionally right. had for hundreds of years here. So, you know, we're about to roll out the new brand and we're going to be telling the world about it. What should some of our members and future members expect to see from us over the next couple of months? I think a little bit of swagger. I think we should still continue to be humble and yeah. uh, authentic. Definitely. But I think a little bit of confidence coming from it. I think self-reflection and introspection. I think if we're successful with this brand, and I think we will be, a lot of those feelings are going to become internalized. And I think you're going to sort of see as a member and as a, a member on the other side of the counter, the values are things that we all share together. And then we'll see the power of belonging belonging to something and that sort of like all the connections that can be made. And I think a lot of those values that I talked about will just sort of come to the surface. I think it'll become very natural. I think that's when a brand is really, really successful. It's like you don't have to really radically change what you're already doing. You just have to sort of recognize the things that you're doing that are really, really working yeah. and do them more and more. And then you'll notice also that you're getting a response on the other side of it. And that is going to create an amazing sort of relationship. I've loved this conversation. Are there any other final thoughts you want to make sure our audience hears before we let you go today? About anything? Yeah, but anything. Life. Yeah, life. Um, <laughs> no. You name it, your yeah. favorite ad you saw this week. Like, <laughs> um, oh, I'm just really excited. I'm excited for Alberta. This opportunity that I have with this particular position is very exciting to me. It's interesting because... Everyone that we've been working with, you know, outside vendors and things like that, they're all in the same sort of boat. It's like, this is an opportunity to say some things that we've all wanted to say about who yeah. we are as a province and where, where we're going as a province. This province is changing. Yeah. You know, you think about the diversity of our population. We're still growing. We've had some bumps. We've had COVID. But this is a rock solid place. And that is one of the exciting things for me and everyone that has been involved in this is like, yes, we finally get to tell our story. We get to tell it through a financial institution brand, but it's really, we're telling Alberta's story. Right on. That's what gets the coffee helps, but <laughs> that's what really kind of gets me going in the morning every day. It's like, wow. Totally agree with you, Dennis. I love it. One thing that we are going to do is make sure we're walking the talk and we're going to put out something very aspirational 
and we're going to be working hard every day to achieve it. So I'm excited to be a part of that with you, Dennis. So thank you. And ditto. Next steps. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with Dennis. We talked a lot about everything brand. But what I really loved was his story about belonging. And he was talking about some of the brands he admired and one brand that spoke to him because he felt a little bit like an outsider. And with that brand, he belonged. Well, I think there's a lot of Albertans who are feeling a little bit out of their comfort zone. They're feeling like maybe some of the traditional institutions, organizations that have been there to support them aren't there like they used to be. And maybe are feeling a little bit lost. We want to change that. We want to build something really special where our members feel like they're a part of something bigger, where they truly belong, where their banking isn't just a bunch of numbers and transactions with some big faceless organization, but instead it's something that's making a difference in the communities which they live in, with the people they care about. And that's certainly something that we are aspiring to make true with the brand we're rolling out next week. And you know, and one thing that I think Dennis talked about that really resonated with me too is the notion that we've got to live and breathe this brand. And that's hard. In fact, that's really hard. And I think in the world of financial services where it's become hyper-competitive and there's these global organizations that are changing the face of financial services, of banking, it's become even almost impossible for them to do that. And they've put it all down on red. They've gone all in on digital and digital only in terms of how they're connecting with people. And I get it. I totally do. But I believe strongly that our brand will be different because you will not have to give up a thing from a technology digital perspective. We've invested in the best of the best on technology platforms to bring the best. But we're going to have great people here to make that brand come true so that you can have those conversations. So you can have someone who understands your situation, understands the community you live in, your hopes, your aspirations. And if you're an entrepreneur, the business that you are hoping to build and help you get there. We won't be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But we're going to be working hard every day to bring our best to make this brand come to life. So next week, we're launching this new brand, Connect First Credit Union. You're going to see signs popping up all over the province. You're going to see videos, commercials, radio ads. You're going to see all sorts of things from us. But here's what it comes down to. This is the first step towards building what we believe will be. And actually, I just know will be. We're building the best credit union in Canada. And we're going to be building it every day. And we're going to be working hard to make that come true every day. And every day, we're going to become closer to becoming that organization that truly lives this amazing brand that we're aspiring to be. But here's the thing. If we become the best credit union in Alberta, the best credit union in Canada, the best financial institution potentially in Canada, I think that just comes by nature. If you're the best credit union, you probably are the best financial institution. I believe you would be because our fundamental business model's better. But if we are that, then we could become the best credit union in the world. Why? can't we be? And why can't we build that right here in Alberta? We've been the best at so many things before. We aspire to be the best financial institution so that we can serve you, Albertans, our members, our future members, in the way you deserve so that we can rebuild this province, transform our economy, transition to a better place for everyone. We want to make that true and we hope that you'll want to join us. So with that, if you liked what you heard today, share it with your network. Be sure to subscribe. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again on What's Next Alberta.